Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Cave. This is your host, Gio Garcia. And tonight we're talking NBA. We watched the Utah Jazz, the Utah Jazz versus the Houston Rockets. Of course, when we're talking the NBA, we got my man, Chris Henderson. He's our NBA analyst here. And also we have a special guest. He goes by the name of LJ. He's a, he's a fan from Houston, so we have him on the show. So, Chris, welcome to the show. Uh, happy to be here. Uh, let's get straight to it. So we also had LJ. I want to say one thing. LJ was actually at the game, um, so it's going to be cool getting his insight. So, uh, Chris, uh, start, start this off. What did you see? I mean, obviously, surprising win by the Utah Jazz. They won 116 to 108. Uh, they put a game plan together. Uh, I believe that they didn't sit there and allow James Harden to just dribble, dribble, dribble and uh, create and do what he did in game one with his 41. And... Um, What's stood out with me is Donovan Mitchell only not shooting the ball well going six for 21, but still having an impact on the game and getting guys like Ingles to score 27, hit seven of his nine threes. Rudy Gobert having a double-double and then Crowder, Exum, Burks, those guys come off the bench, they all play well. Um, I think I think Utah went in there and uh, expected to win. Not hoping they can win. I think they went in there expecting to win. That, mm-hmm. That's what stood out. LJ, what you think? Well, to piggyback off what you said, Chris, I really felt the same way. I don't think the energy was there necessarily tonight for the Rockets. I think they felt came in lackadaisical thinking, you know, we got this team. You know, we don't have to put forth a big effort. So at the same time, Utah had another game plan. You know, they wanted to play the Rockets game. You know, they had 15 or 32 from three points, 46%. That was the key to the game, man. Ingles had seven threes. You know, like you say, Donovan Mitchell, 17, 11 assists. Yeah. 41 bench points for Utah, man, was very key to this victory because we only got 22 points off our bench, so they doubled us nearly, you know. Yeah. So that was the key. Those two factors right there was the key to the victory. Well, yeah, not just that, man. You, Houston shot 10 for 37 from from uh, from three, so it's uh, 27% compared to uh, Utah making 15 of 32, almost 50%. So, uh yeah, I mean, if, if Houston doesn't make shots, man, I I don't see how they're that effective, to be honest with you. Uh, they're not. They're I'm, not effective at all. And not only that, their defense predicates off them making shots because that's how they get their energy. That's how we get the crowd involved, making shots. So if we're not making the shots, we don't have the necessary energy to sustain in the games. And like I said, if you let Utah dribble penetration, kick out and hit shots, you have no chance. So that's basically what happened, man. The Rockets didn't have the energy tonight. And uh, I was I was a little disappointed, you know. I was <laughs> yeah, really disappointed in that. It looked like a very different. You said just the energy wasn't there. And it's unfortunate because, I mean, obviously they're at home, you know, they have the momentum. They're the number one seed. And um, I, I think, like you said, like Chris said, like they thought they were going to just win this. But now I, I like this because now, you know, I you know, put them on the heels like they got to come and prepare for day. Because like watching the watching the game, I know Chris, uh, Chris had mentioned he's like there's no way they'll be able to beat the war- Warriors if they play like this. Um, yeah. I know we're getting ahead, but one thing I, that stood out to me, Joe Ingles has been making a three point shot within the last like I mean the last series. Even though KC has been a big factor, and I think they have the moments. They still have some of that momentum, you know, especially players like Joe Ingles. You know, obviously Donovan Mitchell. And it's a you know it's a very exciting win for the Utah Jazz. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's uh, they just they they wanted it more. Um, mm-hmm. 
Houston was uh, was just going through the motion, and it's kind of just like they're overlooking, the, I think, a solid Utah team. Um, they, I mean, was just, there was no there was no energy, but I think the fact that when you're not making shots, you don't really want to play on the other end. Um, and 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 James does does so much for this team. Um, I felt like Houston wasn't playing as fast as they were in Game One, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, when they stopped when they stopped making shots, it was just James and Chris. Paul pick and roll, pick and roll, and hoping to uh, kick out to, the, to their guys to make threes, and they didn't make a lot of them. They only made ten yes. out, of, out of thirty-seven they attempted. So, and one thing that stood out for me too was Donovan Mitchell picking up his uh, his his third foul uh, with about four minutes left in the second, and uh, Houston really not really not uh, jumping on that and uh, taking advantage of that. Um, you guys, I mean, they, they had Houston down as much as 19. I mean, they ultimately tied it at 69 in the third, but um, I think that they should have done a better job in the, maybe in the second. I know they closed it to within nine by halftime, but I just feel like they weren't as aggressive as I thought they should have been. And another thing is that the confidence that Snyder had for Donovan Mitchell to guard James Harden with four fouls. You yep. see what I'm saying? He was guarding James Harden at the top of the key, making him make a play making him facilitate to get the ball out of his hands. So that was a lot of confidence Snyder had keeping Donovan Mitchell in the game, considering he was in foul trouble. So the question I have, uh, this is for both of you guys, for both uh, Elder and and Chris. So let's say in game three, the shots don't fall for for Houston, uh, like they did today, tonight. What would you like, what what do you think that Houston, Houston needs to do in order to get the win, in order to get the momentum if the shots don't fall? Well, to be honest, man, they're going to have to keep their defensive pressure up. If they're not making shots, they're going to have to find another way to create open opportunities. If Utah is going to run us off that three-point line, they're going to have to make that mid-range shot. Chris Paul missed a couple of shots in the mid-range. I saw James, Eric Gordon. You know, they're used to they're not used to coming off that three-point line trying to make shots. They're so comfortable with trying to make the three-point shot. They're going to have to come a different way if Utah is going to continue that defensive pressure on the three-point line. So they're going to have to get more points in the paint, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Houston's bench is going to have to play better. Um, you got guys like Crowder, Exum, Burks, who come off the bench and have a lot of energy. I just see the only guy come off the energy off the bench for you guys with energy is probably Eric Gordon. Um, not so much uh, Gerald or Luke Richard or Ryan Anderson. Not those guys who had big minutes, so – Really, the only person to come off the bench for you guys is Eric Gordon, who plays good minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, Utah has three people who come off the bench, and when they, they'll probably be expecting Ricky Rubio back in the next few days, to be honest with you, or next few games, I'm sorry, between games three and four. So, um, obviously, O'Neal probably moved to the bench, so that would be a fourth person coming off the bench for them. So, I, Utah looks like the deeper team. They don't have the most talent, but they, they're they the deeper team. Uh, Clay Snyder trusted their players. Um they have like a nine-man rotation, so um, and Utah's a tough place to win. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of pressure on the others. James is gonna show up. Chris is gonna show up. Capello do his thing, but uh, they're gonna need more. Your bench can't just have twenty-two. Yeah, points. I, I, I completely agree. I agree because you know Capello's is consistent, man. He he gets his points, but like I said, everybody else is gonna have to step up. James Harden can't always be the savior. You know, he he tries to get the calls at the free throw line to get free shots when the clock is stopped, but. How often that's going to happen? You know, he can't continue to keep doing yeah. that. You know, everybody else is going to have to step up and help him out. He can't be the savior. You know, so I agree. 
we got to get more production from other players. Yeah, you can't live like that, man. I've been trying to tell. I've been saying that mm-hmm. all season, actually. Like, Houston can't live like that. It looks good now, but when playoffs wind down, teams lock in on you guys. I, I know everybody's focus is knockoff Golden State, but uh, if you're shocked, you guys shot your call. This is James, James, James. Uh, get us and, there. And uh, it's one more thing I wanted to point out before we leave, man. You know Utah overcame 16 yeah. turnovers, man. They had 16 turnovers tonight. They, they overcame. And they still and they Yeah, still so won. that says a lot, you know, about – how the mistakes they made, but they still was overcome to get that win, man. So we're gonna have to look different in game three, definitely, no doubt. Okay. Um, yeah, that's funny because nobody gave Utah much of a chance in this game. Um, I'm like Quinn Snyder has a foundation that uh is built there, and uh, they trust they trust one another, they moved the ball, um, and just guys, other guys stepped up. Other guys stepped up. Their favorites played well as well for them. So I mean, I don't know. Um I think that Utah's a tougher match than what people give them credit for. Yeah, they um, got that momentum. So they still got the momentum. But know, I don't, I don't expect twenty-seven from Ingles again, though. Um, that's that's was pretty surprising to me. Even like with OKC, he had some pretty big games like that. Like, yeah, but I think twenty-seven. That's a, that's a playoff, a playoff career high. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. He's still writing. Right. Yeah. What were we saying? No, I was just, I was just, that was stunning. I didn't know that it was playoff career high for him. Twenty-seven, man. I don't, I don't see him doing that again either, you know. Like, like I said, Houston, you know, we haven't lost two in a row since January. So, you know, as the season prolonged, I can see that we, we should take game three considering the history that they have this year for us not losing two in a row. So they should, they should, come, out, they should come out next game with a, with a nice game plan. And like I said, the defense has to keep up and they have to make shots in order to, you know, get a win. So I, I got confidence that we'll take game three, to be honest with you. Okay, what well, that what well, that nine two in a row, man, don't matter. This is playoff time. So I all that regular season. Yeah, no, I mean this is yeah. the truth. Don't none of that stuff matter. At the end of the day, teams are locked in. They get days off in between um games and uh going back to Utah where that crowd will be ready. So um I'm not saying Houston, I'm I'm not saying Utah's gonna win it, but it won't be easy. Um I'll tell you that. Um I don't know. I see. I see Utah. I see it splitting and coming back to Houston too. Too honestly, I really do. Because Utah's just a tough place to just a tough place to play. And uh, I don't see. You got to keep in mind. Donovan Mitchell was limited in the first half with those three fouls. I don't see him getting in foul trouble like that again. I think the uh, Quinn Snyder will talk to him, and let him know how valuable he is. Some foul that foul on uh, that he had his third foul when he was uh, posted, and they called it on him against Chris Paul. That's that's I will put that on Joe Ingles. You can't throw him the ball. First of all, that's a terrible angle of throwing basketball. Mm-hmm. You're at the you're you're at the you know do you know what play I'm talking yeah. about? Just yeah, I remember top. that one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's at the top of the three point line. Donovan is posting probably two feet from the basket, and you throw it to him a direct line pass to him up under the basket, and then he's jumping up to get it and ends up landing on Chris Paul and they call it foul. Mm-hmm. Joe Ingles can't throw that ball, especially not from that angle. That's a terrible angle to throw. But anyway, I, I just don't think Donovan Mitchell gets himself in foul trouble to where he's limited yeah. in the first half. Because honestly, if he, if he finishes, I remember that was four minutes left in the second. If he finishes out the first half, I don't think uh, Houston closes us to within nine. Remember, when he's not on the floor, they don't have another ball handler, so they share the ball even more. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nobody for Houston to lock in on. When he's on the floor, they're like, okay, here, here's the uh, 45 on the court. Um, they, they, we know the offense is going to start with him. When he's not on the floor, they share the ball. Angles, favors, Crowder, X, yeah. Gobert. So um I just think that they're 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 not an easy team to figure out. 
Yeah. And that and that dunk that Donovan had, man, that's that was nice. Kids, he's he's gonna be special, man. He's gonna. Be, I've been I've been telling people since 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 he's arrived that I believe he's one of the he's one of the guys that will be representing the United States of America, um, <laughs> our basketball team as our starter. I really okay. believe that. Okay. Can't say that. You can't say that about many players in this league, but he will be on the USA basketball team at some point as a starter. Wow. Old prediction right there. That's, that's, a, that's <laughs> a discussion for another day. Hey, well, you heard her here first in the fantasy sport. That's it. That's it. No, that's the truth. Yeah. I really believe that. I like it. I like it. I mean, that's what that's what it is about making those bold uh, bold statements. So let's uh, quickly wrap this up. I just want to thank LJ from Houston. Um, we've done a couple podcasts. We haven't been able to upload them, but I can guarantee you this. We're definitely going to upload this podcast. So thank you, LJ. We definitely want to have you back. Appreciate again. you. Uh, make sure to... Yeah, make sure to follow us on everything social media. Also, go to thefantasysportsgift.com. Read all the articles, all the NBA content there. Chris, our NBA analyst here at the Fantasy Sports Gift is covering. You know, he does a solid job putting uh, putting this content every single day for you guys. So we really appreciate, you know, you guys listening. So be sure to oh, plug in, plug in your, uh, your Twitter, Chris. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can always follow me at uh, Christopher, C-H-R-Y-S-T-O-P-H-E-R-H-E-N, the number one. And I try to keep you up to date. I think I did a pretty good job today for the first time. I stayed pretty consistent with my Twitter, it looked like. Because uh, it was only one game. I was kind of locked in. I was very interested in seeing how this game would play out. And uh, so I think I did, I'm, I'm getting better, guys. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I wasn't a social media guy before I started doing this. So um, be patient with me. <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah. Well, That's cool. It. So for Chris and LJ, we want to thank you guys and make sure to catch this next episode. Yeah. Peace. No, no doubt. doubt.